What's up, fam? Welcome to Her Healthish, the podcast that's here to help you no matter where you are along your journey of becoming pregnant. Today, we're going to talk about preconception health. We'll discuss what it means and why it's so important. I'll also go through three pieces of advice that are going to help you towards improving your overall health. At the end of every episode, I'll leave you with some resources and or tips that you can start putting into practice. So stick around. With that, let's dive right in. Okay, so what is preconception health? And does it matter if you are not trying to get pregnant anytime soon? The answer is yes, it does matter. It is super important for every woman not just those trying to get pregnant. To get started, I'm going to give you a textbook definition and then we'll go from there and talk about what exactly all this means. So as defined by the CDC, preconception health is the health of women and men during their reproductive years. These are the years that they can have a child. It focuses on taking steps now to protect the health of a baby they might have sometime in the future. So essentially, that's just about getting and staying healthy, right? At the simplest definition, preconception health is how can you maintain a healthy, um, you know, lifestyle so that when you are in a situation of trying to become pregnant, your body is ready and is able to function to the best of its ability. This is also important for situations such as unplanned pregnancies, I know we don't like to talk about unplanned pregnancies, but unfortunately, half of pregnancies in the U.S. are unplanned. So it helps if that is a situation, the mom is ready holistically. Now that we have the basic definition of preconception health, we will talk about some of the statistics and data that is currently out there and it'll kind of give you an idea of why I said preconception health is important. So if you read studies or papers that are written to assess overall health of of people globally, you'll see that there's a common indicator. there's, There's several common indicators, right? But one of them is infant mortality. And then it they often talk about things that contribute to infant mortality. And some of these things are chronic conditions, um, which include obesity and hypertension. It could be diabetes, whatever it may be. But all these things that I just mentioned, obesity, hypertension, diabetes, these can all be prevented if, you know, healthy eating habits are taken into account, um, healthy you know, good physical activities taken into account. If people, if women, um, their partner and their providers focus on preconception health, these things can be avoidable. So to get us started, there are some stats specific to the U.S., such as women ages 18 to 44 um, have several risk factors that can negatively impact their maternal infant health. Approximately 50% of these women are considered overweight or obese, 19% are current smokers, 10% have hypertension, 
and 3% have diabetes. On top of that, maternal mortality rates are also high in the U.S. generally. A woman in the United States is 10 times more likely to die from childbirth-related complications in the U.S. than in countries such as Austria or Poland. And then to add another layer on that, there are significant racial and ethnic disparities that persist within the U.S. So that's something else that we have to think about. This all sounds scary, but I mentioned all these stats because these outcomes, these negative outcomes can be reduced with a focus on preconception health and preconception health care. So how are you and your provider, what steps are you taking to ensure that you are ready um, to be a mom one day, if that is ever a thing that you want to do. All right, so we've defined preconception health. I've laid out some stats for you. I've talked about why it is you know, an issue specifically in the United States and what are the contributing factors to Um, infant mortality rates and just the negative effects that, you know, poor health outcomes can have on the future of somebody's pregnancy. So now I'm going to give you some advice, things that I recommend you can start doing today. These are simple things, right? It's not going to be anything too complicated because I don't want to overwhelm you, right? So as we dig deeper into these issues that we face as women, we'll start to understand, um, you know, the importance of the things I'm mentioning now and everything will layer on top of each other, right? Everything is connected. So I'm starting with this simple piece of advice because although it sounds simple, we often have a difficult time doing things, right? Um, And sometimes you just don't know the importance of it. So let's dive right in. The first piece of advice that I have is to go see your doctor. Go get that yearly checkup. And I know for a fact that a lot of us have not gotten a yearly checkup in the past year because there was a pandemic. One, you know, when the when COVID started, all non-emergency visits had been canceled, right? So, and then two, like as things started to get back to normal, I personally still didn't even feel comfortable to go to the doctor. But now that I am vaccinated and people are getting vaccinated and things are, seem to have opened back up, I think it's important to get these things back on your to-do list. That routine checkup is super important for various reasons. But personally, one of the reasons I think it's important is because you're going to get a complete blood panel. You're going to get blood work done. You should be getting this yearly. Um, If you're not, that's something to talk to your doctor about and to start doing. Um, What does a complete blood panel do for you? It is a great way to track your health and to track progress and whether or not you're showing improvement in areas where you were deficient, right? So when I say complete blood panel, They're checking for nutritional deficiencies, such as vitamin deficiencies, B6 or B12, just to name a few. You can tell if you're iron deficient. There's so many things you're going to be able to tell with a blood panel, and that's just a great starting point to track your health. It's also a great way to figure out if something needs to change. 
Um, and when it comes to preconception health, it's all about what can you do today? What steps can you take today that as you go on in your life, as you get older, as you start thinking about becoming a mom, um, your body is, you know, on the right path. I mentioned iron deficiency. That's something I had struggled with when I was younger. Um, as an athlete, I probably might be iron deficient now. I need to get my routine checkup as well. But I won't know until I get that blood work done. So I can't decide, hey, I'm feeling fatigued, right? This is this is a symptom that people have when they are iron deficient. I can say, hey, I'm feeling fatigued, but I might I might not know the cause of that. I can't assume that I'm iron deficient and I shouldn't go to the store and just get an iron supplement. I do not recommend that. So this is why I stress the blood work because, you know, you don't want to start taking things or you don't want to start making drastic changes until you like talk to your doctor and figure out what the issue is, if there is one um, at all. There's other tests that you can do as well. And for for women specifically, there's tests such as like a thyroid test. And if you are planning on getting pregnant, this is one you might want to consider. There's two things. There's hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism, which with hyperthyroidism, this just means that your body isn't producing enough of the thyroid hormone. And this can have an effect on fetal health. And then with hyperthyroidism, this means that you're producing too much of the hormone. And women who struggle with excessive weight gain, unexplainable fatigue, hair loss, um, can benefit from getting a thyroid test. It could be, you could be having, you know, this weight gain because of your thyroid. So something you can also ask your doctor about. And when many women struggle um, with thyroid issues, right? And it's just about knowing that this could be an issue for you and then knowing how to address it. And one of the things you do is you go get your routine checkup and don't be afraid to ask questions. I'm a big advocate for I'm going to use advocate twice here for advocating for your own health. Um, The doctor is there to, you know, do their job, right? But at the end of the day, it is your health. It is your body. And you need to be able to not be afraid to ask something that you, you might feel dumb asking about it, right? You might feel stupid. But there's never a stupid question, especially when it comes to your health. And don't don't let the doctor make you feel that you're bothering them or they don't have enough time or they if they feel rushed, ask, can you ask, you should ask them, should I have a follow-up visit? Can we do a phone call? Um, and I'm going to give you a resource at the end of our podcast that's going to help you with this because I think You know, one, you can go get your checkup, but if you're not able to advocate for your own health, then your preconception health, right, it's going to be impacted because not everything is going to be addressed. The doctor might miss something. So you just want to be sure that you're well prepared to address everything as well. All right. So you are going to get your physical checkup, right? And also go go see your OBGYN. That is in tandem with that. Every two to three years, you should be going to see your OBGYN. Um, it, it depends. Some people might have to see, some women might have to see their OBGYN yearly. It really just depends on your body and what you're going through. But ideally, it should be every two to three years. Um, 
And if you find a good OBGYN who can also be your primary care doctor, I highly recommend that because that way your care is just streamlined. Um, you can have everything kind of in one place and you don't have to feel like you're having two separate conversations, which can be difficult for some people. But after you have seen your doctor, after you've had your visit, what is the next thing that you can do? And you might already be doing this. I recommend getting in physical activity. This sounds simple, right? Some people struggle with it. I know I've struggled with it, especially during the pandemic. And I say physical activity as in just maintaining a healthy weight. And you do that by getting in physical activity. Um, Don't go do some crazy workout plan or think that you need to lose X amount of pounds to be at a good preconception health. Um, That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you need to maintain a healthy weight. Um, And you'll know what that is after you talk to your doctor, after you ask questions such as, am I at a healthy preconception health? I'm sorry, preconception weight. What does my weight look like for me when I'm trying to get pregnant? What what, What range should I be at? Things of that nature. Um, and if you find out that you are not at a healthy weight, you can improve that by getting physical activity. And some, sometimes you might be underweight. So with physical activity is also that notion of nutritional health as well. These pair up together. As you're getting in your physical activity, you also have to make sure that you are having healthy eating habits. Um, A lot of it comes from what you eat, how you eat, how many calories you're taking in, right? Um, And achieving a healthy pre-pregnancy weight can improve your chances of getting pregnant and minimize your risk of pregnancy complications. So what does this mean, right? I said, don't go crazy. (laughs) I just do something to stay consistent. For me, I like to wake up in the morning before my work day. I have a remote job, so I'm I'm sitting at my desk most of the day with no movement. So when I wake up, I like to get in like a 30-minute workout. I, I do that by either going on a walk. I like to jump rope, go to the gym. There's things that I do in my apartment. And then throughout the day, say at lunchtime, I'll try to go on a 15-minute walk or I'll try to incorporate some stretches throughout my day. You want to keep your body moving, especially if you're somebody that works a desk job. Um, this can be the, working a desk job can have very negative impacts when it comes to your health if you're not getting in that movement, if you're not finding a way to introduce that physical activity in. So just find some time in your day, whether it's 20 minutes, 15 minutes, even if it's just 10 minutes, 10 minutes is better than nothing. So don't feel like, oh, I only worked out for 10 minutes today. Uh, I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. Do not feel like that because consistency is key. So if you're doing 10 minutes a day, ladies, it is better than not doing anything for the whole week, right? Um, And this ties into my next piece of advice for you, which is reduce stress. And you're like, What is she saying? Reduce stress. I'm stressed every day, right? Everybody goes through stress. We're facing stress at work. We're facing stress in our personal life. We've had some type of tragedy or trauma. Everybody is stressed out. I'm just saying reduce stress by finding things in your day that bring stress in your life that you can eliminate and then introduce 
what I'm going to call a value added activity. So I'll use myself as an example. I will spend quite a bit of time sometimes after work scrolling through social media. That stresses me out sometimes for various reasons, whether I'm seeing some news that doesn't make me happy or I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm just, you know, having these different emotions in my head that's stressing me out. If I spend 30 minutes doing that and then I walk away and I just feel stressed or anxious, that's not going to be good for me. That's not good for my health and it is not good for preconception health in general. But what I can do is take that 30 minutes and go for a walk or use that 30 minutes to call a friend and talk to them on the phone or just, you know, soak up the sun after work. I'm eliminating. So what I'm doing is I'm taking away the social media just for those 30 minutes and I'm going to go do something else, an activity that's bringing in good value. Um, So, you know, you can't eliminate all the stress in your day. Well, you can, But this takes a lot of work, right? This takes a lot of mental toughness, and that's something you work throughout your whole life to do. But one way of doing that is just, you know, sitting down, thinking about the things that you currently do that aren't really bringing you joy that you can eliminate, right? If it's a meeting that you do not have to attend, like you're just somebody there at work that's attending a meeting, they're not speaking, and you're not required to be in that meeting, it's just stressing you out because it's taking up an hour in your day that you can be doing other work, right? Don't attend that meeting. And I don't know, like, if, if, if that's the flexibility that you have, then I recommend not attending that meeting. But, you know, doing something else during that time, working on your deliverable that's due, that's bringing in an activity that's going to, at the end of the day, reduce stress. So... One activity that you can do, which I just mentioned, was physical activity. This is a great way to get your endorphins running, to boost your mood. I like to wake up, and like I said, I like to work out first thing in the morning. Um, Other things I like to do in the morning and in the evening, I like to journal. And I'll give you um, some resources at the end of things that I use that help me with my journaling. So to recap... We have talked about what preconception health means, why it's so important, what are the issues we face in the United States, and three things that you can start doing today. Getting your routine checkup, put that on your to-do list. Introducing physical activity if you're not already doing it, or introducing in more physical activity if that's what you need. And then finding ways to reduce stress. So all these things you can start doing today, and guess what? At the end of the day, all of this is contributing to improving your preconception health. And not just that, it is your overall health. So consistency is key. It's not anything dramatic. These are small things you can start introducing, and it will help tremendously, I promise you. Okay, so to recap, 
we've addressed why preconception health is important and three things you can start doing today to improve your health. But that's not it. As I promised, I have additional resources to help you on this journey. We talked about visiting your doctor for routinely checkups and why that's important. But I also mentioned that advocating for your health is also important to this journey. If you're wanting to take a step further, in the description below, I've included a link to a list of questions that you can use as a checklist for when you go see your doctor. Um, This is a great way to advocate for your own health. It's a resource that's there for you, so you don't really have to rely on you know, information that you're just storing in your head. It's going to be there. It's, these are good questions to ask and it's going to give you a path forward and really start that conversation with your doctor, your primary care or your OBGYN. So if you want that, those list of questions, just go visit the link in the description and you can get that downloaded and take it to your next appointment. Additionally, I mentioned physical activity as something important that you can start doing. In the link I've, or in the description, I've listed the Nike training app, which is an app that I use. And the training app is so comprehensive and it's actually free now for the premium version. So you're going to get everything from 10 minute workouts to 60 minute workouts that you can do at home, in the gym, outside. And it's also divided up by levels, so by beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And it's just a great way to introduce that physical activity in a consistent manner, right? So you get to choose your workouts. You can even schedule them out. And it's already there for you. It's like having your own personal trainer. So I've really appreciated this app. I use it frequently almost every day and it really does guide my training and it's simple and I don't have to think about it. I just open the app up. So definitely recommend that. And then lastly, the other piece of advice that I had for you was to reduce stress. So one thing that I do to reduce my stress is I like to journal. It's been instrumental the past few months for me and I'm not a hardcore journaler by any means, but I struggled with consistency. So I found this journal called the five minute journal. Um, You can get this on Amazon and I will also provide the link for this. The five minute journal is something that is so easy to use. When I wake up in the morning, I there's just already questions laid out for me that I answer. And then in the evening, I get time to reflect on my day. And then I spend another five minutes talking about or writing down how my day went. It's been super impactful. It definitely is a mood shifter for me so when I when I first started I was pretty inconsistent and I wasn't journaling every day but then once I started doing it every day I noticed that I could not go to sleep without writing in my five-minute journal or the first thing I do when I wake up now is I write in my five-minute journal and that's something that I do not miss um, in my day like I always do it now um, and no matter how my day went I always have my journal to go back to and reflect So I highly recommend this journal. And again, all of these resources will be included in the description. So that's it for this week's podcast. If you learned something and enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for updates and more episodes. If you have a few minutes to leave a review, that would also be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for listening in. And remember, it's never too early or too late to start being the healthiest you. 
Until next time, this is Her Health-ish. <laughs>